Okay. No, that's not the right one. This Play is the, the fucking right bumper. Okay. Welcome to the Sunday Grind Podcast. We are two brothers. We have good coffee and some explicit language. My name is Matt. This is my brother Bob. Say howdy. Howdy. Today is September 27th, 2020, episode number 13. Lucky number 13. 13. Yeah. What's happening? Not much. Not much. How are you doing today? Um, Still trying to wake up? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's getting, it's getting uh, colder and darker longer, so it's harder to wake up in the morning for me. <laughs> so It's coming. I know. I, 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 not, I'm not going to gripe to a third shift worker. I'm just yeah. saying that. Yeah, you are. No, well, a little bit. I'm griping. You're just griping. Just that it's, it, yeah, it's getting darker. It's getting darker quicker. Yeah. And Anyways, means, I work in the dark all night. Uh, well, that means, <laughs> it's a bad joke. Bad joke. Uh, what was the joke? I totally missed it. I was yawning. <laughs> what did you say? I said I work in the dark all night. <laughs> You should do. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, that was, yeah, not even worth it. Let's do a... No. Do co- what? Coffee? coffee? All right. Mm. God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. Yeah. So this week we are drinking the... It is gourmet shit. Yeah. The uh, Starbucks Reserve Sun-Dried Brazil. I'm going to really mangle the rest of this, We're but going I'm going to do it. Brazil Isidro... Periera Estate. It's a. It's because it's a. The Periera is the guy, and uh, so I'll read the description because there's a lot more to it on the back oh, of this like, one. Yeah. This is yeah. It looks uh, pretty intricate. So it, it's a third generation uh, farmer. So his name is Luis Paulo Diaz Pereira or Pereira. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm really sorry. If anybody knows, please correct us. Um. Just it's just terrible, especially seven o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, the third generation farmer is well versed in the art of and science of agriculture, but his passion lies in the ongoing pursuit of knowledge and innovation. He takes pride in thinking outside the box, even traveling to Argentina to explore how the principles of wine production could apply to coffee. Since taking over the family estate, Luis has worked to create a culture of continuous improvement. He's taught pickers how to identify the ripest coffee cherries invested in state-of-the-art equipment, and hired specialized team to provide feedback on each crop. We're proud to share his latest coffee, a remarkable cup that reflects a lifetime of patience and dedication. So the description is bright and buoyant with uh, dried cherry, date, and hazelnut notes. Now, I definitely taste the cherry notes. I don't know how you feel about it. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I feel I, I taste the cherry notes as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dates, I'm not sure, and the hazelnut. Uh, maybe that could be the hazelnut and the cherry. Uh, the hazelnut and um, dates might be in the back of the mouth. Well, there's a bit we of... Talking, um, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, there's a bit of uh, um, bitterness uh, on the back of the tongue after you swallow. Uh, not And when I say bitter, I don't mean bad bitter. It's just there's a little bit of lingering bitterness to it that, that uh, you know reminds you that you just had some coffee, which is good. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's a sun-dried process, which they tend to be a little bit different than the uh, the, the other process that they use. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Washed? I think it's washed process. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> tend, you know, so they just basically set it out in the sun. You know, and let, yeah. let, let the sun do the work, which is 
which is cool, but it also it could be hit, hit and miss of. Well, they tend to do that more in the the um, African and uh, Indonesian okay uh, regions for for processing, which tends to be why a lot of the coffee has very um, you know it can from batch to batch it'll be really different because it's based on how the sun how is. the sun baby yeah. hits it yeah exactly uh, yeah. but I like it I like it um, absolutely this is the, the Starbucks Reserve right yeah, yeah and it's 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 not too bright and it's not too dark it's actually really kind of middle of the road uh like it, in terms of like like flavor profile like it's right. it's it's really even to me right right yeah so yeah it does it's not it's it's a very nice coffee like smooth coffee in the beginning and then there is that little bitter and it's not a bad thing it's a little bitter taste at the end a little yeah it lets you know it's still it lets you still know it's there it's not like a well i mean there's one of the coffees we had recently that you know it was like in and out real quickly i forgot what i forget which one it was you'll have to go back and listen to our archives yeah, well, I'll somebody will. <laughs> I'm not going to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, it was within the past two or three weeks we had a coffee. We have archives now. Yes, I know. Um, you know, I don't remember what it was, but I think it might. Nope, it wasn't a Ke- the Kenya coffee. No, no, it was something else. No, um, but it was very nice. It was very, uh, you know, it was in and out real quickly. It's not like that. It was this one kind of stays. It you know you have a nice bold. It's not a bold flavor. It's a nice flavor up front and then in the back of the tongue like you said it can it st- stays there a little bit let you know it's still there yep and then it's gone it's not a it doesn't stay long no no it's good uh yeah so that's uh that's our coffee for the week <sighs> pretty good yes cool so now what are we doing next is the what, um, topic of the week topic of the week yeah yeah, bitches. So what's the topic of the week? Well, uh, I recently just watched the whole uh, Challenger. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Netflix special they had on. Yeah, I did too. And that was amazing. It was hard to not like just watch the whole thing, all was four or five episodes. Yeah. Four I, episodes, well, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Uh, without stopping. I, I had to pace myself for a couple of days because I didn't want it all gone. Right. <laughs> no, I did sitting. it. I, I did it all one night. It was. I had a you know, little bit of time at work. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. obviously, <laughs> I watch all my TV at work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, it's it. It reminded me of the and it's it's kind of weird. Um, the Chernobyl when the uh, oh, the, it was around the same time. Yeah, it was like it, I think it, two a year, month. two year, yeah, two. Oh, yeah, like oh, oh, I thought it was two years. I'm sorry. No, no, you're like yeah, within January, January six, and it, I think it was January eighty six. It was just January eighty six and April eighty six for the oh April, duh, April twenty yeah. sixth, nineteen eighty six. Same year. Yeah, um, the whole Chernobyl thing was uh, the one. The one doctor, he's like, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong, and right up to the day he died, I did nothing wrong. Um, I can't think of his name. This is for Chernobyl or the for Chernobyl? the Chernobyl, yeah. yeah. And then uh, same thing with the uh, there was the one engineer. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. And it was just like, man, you guys. Well, they get know. yeah, they get they get so like, um, for lack of a better word, they get so brainwashed into following the orders that they're supposed to do. Like they have a duty to yeah, you know, the company or the state or the government or you know whatever you know, yeah. and and they follow those orders. And that's that's how they base how they do what they do and the decisions that they make. Right. Like so I, they don't feel like they, they really don't think they did anything wrong. 
They did and with and the whole the whole series. They did a really good thing. That you know, really nice things. They went back a little bit, started out how the whole shuttle program, because before before that it was just the the capsules going up. Yep. You know the rockers, uh, rockers, rockets. Oh, the rockers probably too. I mean, <coughs> kind of cool. Can we shoot some rockers into space? Sure. I got, I got a list. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them should be going. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Bach. Kanye West. Can we just shoot him into space? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Is he really rock? Well, I'm music, whatever. Yeah. I uh, can't even call it music. Yeah. So they went, you know, before the, before that, they, they were shooting just the rockets with the capsules going up in the space and everything like that. And now they were actually shutting, doing a shuttle where it was going, you know, they were going up, coming back down, going back through it, resetting it, and then setting it back up again. It was yep. a reusable, a reusable uh-huh. shuttle, which is, you know, first time for us at all. It was the first time for the world. Yeah. You know, and and, and again, in retrospect, they go back now and they say, okay, well, was it really worth the money? Because it wound up being such an expensive thing to recycle the, the shuttle. Right. That um, maybe, you know, in the long run, it probably, it might not have been worth it to try to reuse it. Right. You know? So it was, uh, yeah, I think a good idea at the time when they thought about it, but the longer the program went on, the more expensive it got. You know? Right. And then, you know, they, they, uh talked about you know it's it's funny because you know they retired the shuttle program and in my lifetime you know i just knew that there was a shuttle and it was always there and it was always doing something good whether for you know satellites or the hubble telescope or whatever um and now it's not there so there's going to be a generation soon of kids that don't know the yeah, shuttle program they're, they're gonna look at us like yeah the shuttle program <laughs> and look I, at it, us go what it, yeah and it's, it's, it's such a part of my childhood you know such a part of like the culture when we were I, growing up, we, yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember in school they were doing the, um, it was the big thing. It was you know they were talking about rockets and space, and you know they still talk about it now, but it was they were talking about the shuttles and space and stuff like that, very especially around that time, and especially with the Challenger with uh, Krista McAuliffe and and those other those six other uh, astronauts going up, and she's she was the first teacher, teacher. Yep. and first civilian. No, was she? She wasn't the first civilian, was it? No, she wasn't the first civilian. There was a, there was, was a the there first. was there was a uh, a senator or a congressman. I think. Couple, a couple of of uh, yeah, government like representatives went up. Right, and but then, uh, yeah, well, they're still government representatives. I mean, she was the first like non-government civilian. You know, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't hold an office. She didn't have a. You know, she, she was a teacher. They she applied. Along with what was it? It was a bunch. It was a they, they narrowed it down to like ten. And yeah, then they narrowed it down to two. Yeah, there was how'd a, you feel being in a second place chick, not not uh, being able to go up? And like, then she's just sitting there like, "Holy shit, I'm glad I didn't go." Dodge that bullet. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I don't mean I, I, and I don't mean it sound bad. No, 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 no. It's a tragedy, but it, but, I mean it, yeah. we can look back on it now and just kind of like in retrospect. Yeah, she actually did go up finally. She went back up. She went up uh, later. The second. Second place girl? Yeah, the the oh. second second teacher, the second <laughs> I, bet, I bet she soiled herself the entire trip up. Yeah. She, <laughs> like, she, that's a space she, diaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. She she went up later. Uh I want to say 2001ish. Okay. So, so she went plenty up plenty of time yeah. between. She's like I want to you know, see that motherfucker go up one more time before I start to think about going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
it, it's, it's just it's it's weird because it's like those guys are like listen it, we don't think it's a good idea we don't think you know you got to watch the series we don't yeah. think it's a good idea the engineers didn't think it was a good idea the engineers uh, not, <clears throat> of the booster rockets it wasn't yeah. even nasa it was the guys who said hey listen they saw that there was a problem we're, we're having a problem here and it uh, probably you know what and it was a recurring thing it was yeah. happening before that yeah it's just the cold weather made it worse worse yeah yeah and the funny thing is it's like a uh you know, you look at it as far as like a, a mechanical. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a mechanic anyway. At, at any point, I'm mechanically inclined. I guess to do an O-ring on something and make sure it's good. You have to. There's a little. You know, some uh, some processes. You have to make sure it's all set. But yeah. it's like this 30 cent O-ring, which was it wasn't 30 cent because you know 30 cent O-ring is probably about an inch around. This one was 40 feet. Yeah, so it's probably you know at least at least 30 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but or, or but more, that, thirty thousand. But, but the government probably paid thirty five thousand for it. Well, the, you know? the and well, the thing is that they kept going on about is like most of the shuttle, like the bulk of the shuttle was like like the the systems and then the redundancy systems and then even some of those had redundancy systems. Oh so yeah, yeah. You had all these backups. So even with the O ring, there was two O rings. There's second O ring that yeah. that showed that, but the second O ring actually showed more wear than the first. Right. So that they were talking about like you know. The, well, if the one, even if the one goes, we theoretically still have the other one holding right. everything together or whatever. And when I say holding everything together, I mean holding the fuel into the rocket. Yeah. You know, like so, yeah. you know, you know the explosive, you know, boomy bits inside the yeah the shuttle. But, um, yeah. So it it was um, you know, it, even even back then we it wasn't long before we we heard in the news that there was an o, it was the O ring that that caused the failure. I don't remember it being uh, too I, long. I want to say I think uh, I honestly uh, maybe, uh, maybe my my memory's just bad, but I'm I, I'm thinking maybe within the past ten years that they finally actually came out and uh, officially, th- but yeah, officially. But I think even back then, like after it <clears throat> happened, they were talking about the O ring being right the issue, and I don't know if um oh yeah the uh, plume yeah and I'm not uh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be cut out. Oh my god. The plume? No, the me making those crazy weird noises. Uh the the um the consciousness of of the culture at the time. Like like I think we all kind of knew it was an O-ring. Right. Like after the the research had come out or somebody, you know, did the whistleblowing, you know, whatever. Before it was called whistleblowing. Yeah. Uh I think, you know, we all kind of say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense it's the O-ring. So we all I mean, I knew it was an O-ring. I've known it was an O-ring forever. I think even, you know, Shortly after the the accident happened, so. Right. Um, well, like I said, the, the but I don't think NASA ever admitted it. Yeah. The, well, it was the engineers that were like, no, you know, and and they were they were very adamant. I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Yeah, and I was just that just kind of like uh, the mentality. I and I think it was probably the mentality of those engineers in that time, because you're supposed to be an, if you're an engineer, you were supposed to know your shit. Well, yeah. You know, you were supposed to know this. But is... they did. I mean, that was the thing is they did know it. They knew it was going to fail and they knew that there was. Right. A... And they, they still, I did nothing wrong. I, we sent it up. Yeah. I signed off on it. It was okay. And under a certain temperature, like the, the O-ring, like the way it bounces back, it takes longer right. because of the, the chemical properties of it or whatever. Like yeah, they, they knew that. They had that the the gentleman in the report. He's like, "Hey, I have an O ring here that I I had in thirty two degree water. Look, rip, 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 rip. You know, he twisted it up and it just stayed like that. 
Yeah. It didn't do anything. It didn't go back to its normal shape of a, of an, a zero or an O, hence the O-ring. Right. But, uh, and basically it's a gasket, a rubber gasket. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all like, you know, the same. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was intense. You were, it was intense. You were 12 when I that was happened. 12. Yep. I was nine. Nine. So you were just in high school, or just in junior high school. Ju- I was in junior high school. school. I remember going yeah. through the hallways. So I was four, and... or I was in fourth fourth grade or so. Yeah, my son's in fifth. He's ten. So yeah, I remember walking through the hallway. It was I think it was between classes when they stopped everybody. They made an announcement, and we all had to you know did a moment of silence or whatever. Jeepers, yeah. Um, and then basically went on the way home, just like watched that fucking explosion on loop for the rest yeah. of like the next like month. Yeah. It was just so um it was so amazing and it was also so awful. You know, it's yeah. one of those things as yeah. a kid, like I'm I was at that age where okay, oh shit. Shit can go wrong. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like you know the yeah you're at that 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 kind of um half baked age where the, the things that you're growing up with and the things that are like drilled into your your consciousness as you grow up like you know the government's you know the the you know anything about the government's probably going to be great because it's be you know it's your it's America still, yeah, yeah. and you know the patriotism America. And, right and that's all like getting baked into your your you know, for lack of a better word your soul as you're as you're growing up you know so yeah yeah at that point a lot of that stuff was half baked you know so all of a sudden there's this oh shit something can go wrong oh my god we're not perfect. Right. You know, yeah, and and I think at that time we, as well as a family, we were just going down to like DC, that area, that era area. I remember being, I want to say, I remember being down in DC at that time, like that, it, those years, maybe, maybe within a couple of years afterwards. I do remember we did a couple of family trips down to Washington, DC. Yeah. We went to the Smithsonian and the, the aeronautical museum, the Dulles, the one outside of Dullis, And then the one actually at the Smithsonian on the, the mall, in the mall there in DC. That was earlier though, because, uh, because I remember my fifth grade teacher, um, saying something about the trip when, cause I had come oh, okay. back. So that was a couple of years earlier. So you okay. would have been, it would have been second or first, second or first grade for me. Yeah. So it would have been a couple of years earlier. So right. that would have okay. been like 83, 84. Oh, okay. And yeah. And that was, you know, yeah, I remember, but I, I, I remember distinctly in, in the, the, the whole, that year, the '86, they did the uh, they pushed did a big push on astronaut. You know, um, uh, the whole universe. You know, your solar system and the space, oh, space exploration. Yeah, space exploration. Oh, geez, I've just had a you know, it's early still. Coffee hasn't kicked in. Yeah, um, yeah, the whole space exploration and kind of where things started out with. So yeah, that's it was. Uh, I remember there was a big push on that stuff at that time for, for me. Well, I think there's a general like kind of like fads as you're growing up and developing in school. Like I remember a very, very specific dinosaur phase. Oh yeah. And oh, then yeah. I remember, I remember a very specific like astronaut space phase. Yeah. And then you're just in junior high and your hormones are crazy and it's just like girls and hating school. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But maybe it's not like that, that anymore. That went all the way to 12, you know, 6 or 12 for me. Yeah, maybe it's not like that anymore. Maybe there's like, maybe dinosaurs, but maybe not space. Because it, it had become, like they said in the thing, it had become so routine and so quote-unquote safe. Like yeah. nobody, 
it didn't make news anymore. It didn't it didn't um, matter because it was just so normal. It was like getting in your car and going to work. Yeah. You, know, you don't realize how much technology you're sitting on when you get into your car. You know, like at any point, any of that stuff could malfunction and explode. But we don't think about it. Right. Because it's just so uh, it's so routine and normal. And then the uh, there's a lot of a lot of people uh, uh, comparing it to the JFK assassination. I mean, I, and those are the guys. Those well, it's are a tragedy. Yeah, I think those are the people that grew up that it's like they were twelve and nine at that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when, J, when JFK passed, you know, was shot. Well, mom and dad were yeah. both what 13? 13, 12? 13, 13, yeah. yeah. So they're the same age as I was when the Challenger, right? So it's, essentially, and then the people, then they, it's like the, uh, you know, and then uh, tragedy again, you know, twenty yeah. years later, and they're like, well, what the fuck? Well, but then you, you had know. like the Vietnam clusterfuck, you know, what that yeah. was all about. Like people were disillusioned with that whole thing. So there's been a, there's been like every generation I think has had their Challenger explosion. You know, even yeah. the Columbia when they it, it fell apart or broke apart during reentry. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember and, that? Yep. That was uh, that was later, right? That was, yeah, that was back like two thousand. Shit, was it two thousand six? Oh god! Wow. Yeah, it was. Right. You know, uh, you know, I saw that. I was like, oh man, again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like. Didn't you get your shit together the first time? So, so. Anyways, back the to point the... they made was going to space is risky. There are risks. They do know what the risks are when they go. It's just, you know, as it happens, like everything, like air, air travel. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, car, it's scary. Travel, traveling on car with cars. and Yeah. It's scary. But it, when you when you do it enough and you get into the routine of it, you kind of know what's going to happen next so that, you know, when something happens, you know, like uh, I always got a little nervous flying. So I knew, Everybody you know, does. yeah, like, okay, well, the wings are going to do this at this point and the engines are going to do this at this point. So you kind of know when it's coming. Right. So when it doesn't do that, then you start to get a little nervous. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been watching some TikTok videos of people on the airplanes when the engines like just stop working. <laughs> They're like, you know, the, the, the caption is like, uh, this isn't supposed to happen. And you watch it and you're just like, oh, shit, I would I would f- I would freak. Yeah, I would freak in the worst way. Right. If um, is that is that me? that is me? That, that is. You. Oh, my God. We're gonna have to change that out. Or, or, or something. Anyway, or just get it out of the way. Um, sorry about that, guys. I keep hitting the the mic cable. Okay. Um, it's all his fault. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, Challenger, Challenger. explosion, the, sad, the, terrible. The, yes, but the the Netflix the Netflix special they did was an extremely extremely good. Well, it was well, a uh, well done. J.J. Abrams had a part in it. Okay, I think. Okay. So yeah, I think it was him that that had a like, he was part of the producing. But it was very. Team. It wasn't. It wasn't cheaply done. It wasn't trying to. No. You know they. You know it's, they weren't trying to. Um, they they put all the facts out. They didn't just sit there and go. It's this guy's fault here. They went through the whole thing. Yeah. You know. And, well, it was some guy's fault. Somebody. Somebody. Have, you know. Ultimately made the decision yes. to do it yes. and they probably knew that it wasn't going to be a hundred percent safe but um yeah it was they laid uh, it all out it was nicely done it wasn't like they just they didn't do like a uh you know uh uh, uh a headhunt for this guy 
they laid everything out. They're like, this this is what happened. This is this. This is this. And this, you know, they also said this guy did these other things that were good. Yeah. You know, this might be the one bad thing that soils his reputation, which kind of sucks. But well, he's the uh, Scott know. Norwood of of uh, of football kickers. You know, like of you know. Like, Scott Norwood. Yeah. The guy that like missed the field goals to White, lose right. the Super Bowls. Right? right, yeah. Yeah. He's you know, every other kick he makes, but the one that matters the most is the one he fucks up on, and yeah. everybody remembers him for that. Not yeah. for, you know, every other thing that he might have yeah. done that was record breaking or consistently always great. Yeah, the the, you know? the thirty eight other field goals he he made to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, the one yeah. he, the one that counted, you know, he misses. Right. Yeah. So that's it, it, you you always remember the misses and you never remember the hits. That's the that's the way human nature is. Yep. So anyway, all right. So now we're gonna do uh, topic of the week. You guys ready? Con- consumption corner. Sorry, not topic of the week. Consumption corner. Oh my god, this this it's getting it's getting late in the year. Yep. Um, excuse me. How did you guys get your hands on this game? Someone sent it to us. Have you played it? I invented cones of Dungeire. You're the architect. Yeah, right. And I'm the alchemist of the hinterlands. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be an alchemist of the hinterlands. The hinterlands is a shadow kingdom that can only sustain a provost or a denier. He's right. Yeah. Oh. So, I've been into. Yeah. Uh, I was was watching um, Anderton's the guitar. Oh place yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. England, on YouTube. On YouTube, and they had uh, 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 Chappers and the uh, uh, Chappers and uh, yeah. Can't think of his name. The captain. Captain. Captain and the Chappers. Yeah. Uh, they did a whole. They did a couple <clears throat> segments of guess that guitar, and they would. Uh, the captain would head and Chappers a guitar. He was, you know, blindfolded, up, blindfolded, yeah. and he had to kind of figure out what it was. Um, and he had a couple of them. They did, and it was pretty cool. They did. Uh, they had the, the Kirk Hammett signature. No. Oh. Uh, the satchel from Steel Panther. Yep. Uh, uh, the Pia from Steve Vai. The new oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, had that's an expensive guitar, too. I Gus, looked it up. Gus G. Uh, yeah, that's like, what, a $3,200 guitar? Yeah. For, to, you know, it's pretty much you have the same guitar, just, just uh, different, anyway, no. different. I mean, monthly. you can argue price and quality, and you can argue all that stuff. I, right. mean, I, I mean, the guitars I buy are expensive, you right. know, but I was just surprised at, like, sorry to cut you off. Oh. I was just surprised at how expensive that particular guitar was. Because I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool looking. Oh, it might be something worth, like, Maybe like, getting like, in like a twelve hundred dollar guitar, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy what? shit, I am not getting that guitar. <laughs> yeah, um, and they had the Gus G, and then uh, one other one, I can't think of it. They're all Strat style guitars. They're, um, but yeah, he's just like he's going through. Oh, he's got a chunky. You know, he's like feeling it, and he like moved up to he moved up to obviously Steve Vai. He's like, oh, this is a Pia. <laughs> yeah, because you because it's got it, the cut. It's very cuts distinct. In it, yeah. But how did uh what did what did you wind up getting out of that? Was it like Oh just it's it was just fun to watch. It was just a brain it was just a brain bubblegum, you know, just Yeah. To... Yeah. Yeah, their their videos are pretty educational on top yeah. of like being entertaining. Like um the the um he's done a bunch too where they've they've um taken the like the Korean built guitars right. against the American made guitars, against, you know, the in some cases the Japanese built ones because, you know, there's like three tiers of "Quote unquote quality now in guitar building, right? Well, four because there's China and then there's Korea and then there's Japan and then there's the U.S. Right. And I don't know. You can you can argue if Japan and the U.S. are even right, like 
first and second place. You can you might even say they're tied with you know being the best because right. they're are, are you know they're um the tolerances. Um, are oh so my god, <laughs> I need to, I need to have some more coffee. Yeah, the um not the tolerances but the the craftsmanship. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Is the same it, it, yeah. if not you know better for on one point with the U.S. and better on another point with with the Japanese, but they're they're equal. Yeah, they no. did a they did one with um, Jen. Oh gosh. Yep the the, the guitar player for um, yeah I you know, know exactly you, what you're you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but she they did she did a blindfold test uh, 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 the '87 RG550. Yep, and then the, the newer one, the newer one. Yep. and she goes, you know, she's just like, wow, and she really liked. She actually liked them both for different reasons, and she mm-hmm. thought the. She thought the older one was a shorter scale for whatever reason because yeah. it didn't have a, a the volute at the top near yeah. the near the, the headstock. Yep. But that's all nerd stuff. So it's all nerd stuff in in the weeds. But yeah, good good videos though. I think they're entertaining even if you're yeah. not a musician. And I, I, the, um, some of the other ones I like to do is they they'll, they'll go and get a uh, buy a, like a guitar rig for you know sound like this person for less than five hundred pounds, which I think is right around seven hundred fifty US. Yeah. Okay, so it's you know seven hundred fifty dollars. They're they're going and finding an amp rig to make it sound very very similar. Yep. To this person, you know, to this this guitar tone, like a uh, Metallica or uh, uh, Weber. Weber. Yeah. So you know, and they go through their. They have a store there in, in England, which is kind of cool. So that's yeah. that's always fun to watch. If I ever went I, to England, I would probably try to hunt that store down just because. Yeah, it's kind of like the house of guitars here. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, yeah. That you like it's famous in the country and cool. Um, Just like Vix is in Chicago for Vix Drum Shop, they have one yeah, every, like there's they there's, have one of everything. Yeah, yeah, especially store. I like that. Uh, so I've also been into the uh, something on YouTube. What have you been watching? Um, let me make sure I got the right name. That's also a British gentleman. And he is so subtly funny and brutal at the same time. Uh, James Hoffman. Oh, James is, Hoffman, the coffee is, guy. This is the guy that you, uh, yeah. you sent me. A- so he's he's a barista, or he was a barista, uh, a, a, an award-winning something or other barista in England. And uh, he decided, or I don't know too much about him. I, I got to do some more research on what he does. But um, he start, started the YouTube channel where he's just like reviewing different coffee gadgets so grinders or brewers or different even with like just basic pour over stuff like the different um variants of that like the vario or the the chemex and he uh he's very precise he's very evidence driven he's very data driven with what he does yeah, which I... is which is really interesting so he doesn't get emotional about the coffee obviously taste of the coffee is subjective so it's you know you like it or you don't like it for whatever reasons your palate has been trained to like or not like something, but with everything else the same, you know, he, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a fairly, um, one thing about this, have you noticed the oils as it cools down a little bit? Yeah. At least, at least on mine, the oils kind of float to the top of this yeah, arc, it, the coffee we're drinking. Well, that was, that's the arsenic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope I, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that, oh, but okay. Not at all. I <laughs> keep drinking. It's good. It's the oils. Yeah, it's the oils. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I did notice that the the flavor does change a bit as it's cooling, uh, which it should. Yeah. But, you know. But um, anyway, back, this, back to James. So the, yeah, I'm this sorry. guy. He's sorry um, for, sorry he, for interrupting. He's if if I can 
uh, if I can say something without getting into my, getting myself into trouble, he's very typically British. Uh, he's very polite, very well spoken. Even when he's saying something very, very negative, it's like the most polite thing you've ever yeah. heard in your life. Like you want to be roasted by this guy just because you walk away feeling better about yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. So wait, wait, he just kicked me to nuts, but it was, but nice. I liked it. Yeah, it exactly. Nice. Okay. So, uh, he, you know, he does a couple where he, he's, uh, rating different things and he just like, yeah, you he'll just pick it up and he'll like, he's like, I hate this thing and it hates me. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. I hate this handle. Yeah. Like he, he's very uh, specific about certain things that he likes and he doesn't like, which is great. So the more you watch it, the more you kind of get into like what he's into and you start to realize that his, his reviews are very honest and very, um, um, you know, they come from a good place Yeah, and he's not sponsored by anybody. So he buys all the stuff on his own. So he's yep. not like, um, and then he gives it away and then he gives it away, which is great. Um, what I really like about him, which is something I think that the coffee community needs to focus on a little bit more and other industries as well is um, waste. So he talks a lot about um, as he reviews a product, he, and it's just a, it's just a bad product. Like it's just not well designed. Right. The materials aren't very good. It doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And he's just like, think of all the resources that they had to, you know, take from the world to make this thing for it to be terrible. Like he just gets yeah. really upset about stuff like that, you know? So he, he has this like kind of balance in his head where like, is it worth, was it even worth making this thing? Right. You know, because it's such a waste of resources or, you know, whatever. Uh, he talks about like paper cup waste. There's one he does that, that talks about um, um, like with reusable cups, like how many times you'd have to use a, a, a reuse a cup before it becomes worth it. Which is kind of interesting because a lot of people don't think about that, um, and uh, so the, so he's very uh, he pays attention. He's very aware of like waste, which I think is really cool. Uh, as he does his um, as he does his YouTube series videos, uh, there was a machine that he helped design. Uh, I think it's called the Eagle One espresso machine, where he talks about how. Uh, like in between every shot you pull for espresso, it, it does a, like a, a, a manual or automatic rinse. Like, so it rinses out the, the head and it doses out exactly the amount of water that you need to rinse it instead of more. Cause a right. lot of times you might turn Like I remember when I worked at Starbucks, I turn on the, the water to rinse and I just let it go. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Once is okay. Once is not a lot of water, but when you do that, you know, four or five or 600 times in a day, that's right. a lot of water. Yeah. You're and talking, you're talking, gallons yeah yeah hundreds of gallons potentially right you know and and uh or he might he might have it down to like 10 gallons for the it, day yeah and the way he points it out is like okay this is water that you're paying to bring into the store and then you're paying to heat and then you're paying to use and then you're paying to have it recycled and brought back into the store like that's how he talks about it like right. he's just very uh very factual data driven again i right. like that so yeah, that's very cool you know so he does everything from grinders to brewers to espresso machines like he, he's really really educational i like it and uh and it's intoxicating kind of the way he does it like yes yeah. with his know, british accent yeah he's calm and he's brutal at the same time so anyway <laughs> very brutal well i think that's i think that's a Politely good brutal. <laughs> yeah i think that's a good stopping point we've gone a little over our half hour mark so shall we uh take it out Yes, let's take it out. All right, let's do that. That's a wrap. We'd like to thank you guys, our listeners. 
You can hear us on Apple Podcast, Buzzsprout. Please leave us a review and Stitcher. And oh. Amazon. Oh, we just got Amazon now. Yeah, we All got right. Amazon too. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sunday Grind Pod. Facebook is Sunday Grind Podcast. Email Sunday Grind Podcast at gmail.com. Please give us a shout out. Say hi. Say hi. Especially all you people in Ireland. Yes. That keep downloading our podcast. Our work was done by Brianna Wardwell at Brianna Does Art. Music was used and abused with permission by Robert Brown. By me. And our tagline. Go ahead. Who the fuck gets up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday to do a podcast? We do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, take care. All right. That's one. Let's take a quick break.